Good evening and welcome to Five Day with Jay. I'm Jay. Thank you so much for joining me. How are you this evening? Glad to hear. I put a lot of pressure on myself by predicting that I can do a release a week for 12 to 18 months. Yes, I probably could, but that means I would have to cut off pretty much everything else in order to accomplish that. And I think that stress, it sounds great, looks awesome on paper. It's all very possible, but I think I need to take a step back and go, okay, I'm still going to release a short story every other week. That's going to happen. But I think on top of that, I'm going to release a book every other month rather than try and crank everything out. By that, what I mean is I'll release the ebook and then two short stories one month and then release the print book and two short stories the following month. That will alleviate a significant amount of the pressure that I'm putting on myself. That means every other month will be a new novel coming out, be it ebook or print book. This will keep things rolling forward and continue rolling forward by doing something every other month. Bear in mind, I still have the day job. That's going to take up a lot of time. These things just happen. So I don't want to overextend myself and overpromise and then fail to deliver on that promise. Watching the 20 books to 50K over this past week has really sunk in. If you're a writer, I highly recommend watching the video cast of what they're doing. I want to under-promise and over-deliver. If I can get books done faster and I end up with a larger backlog than I currently have, we'll speed the process up. We'll release things in a quicker fashion. As it is right now, I have a good backlog. This will give me an even longer time to get things done. That means six new books in a year. I can very likely do six new books the following year. That six new this series done and done correctly. That's the biggest thing that I want to do is I don't want to rush through this series, get done and then go, oh, oh, what was I thinking? And a lot of this had to happen while I was doing all of the edits and reading through, especially going through Giant Robot Planetary Competition. There's a couple of significant events that happen in the second book that I need to carry into the third book. Significant events that happen, very large events that happen in the second book. I need to make sure I'm cognizant of those while I'm writing the third book. I jumped into the third book. I knew where, it wanted to pick, where I wanted to pick it up. I left a couple things behind. Why? Because it's been a few years since I read that book. So I'm going back into book two and making notes on the events I need to carry forward because I want to make sure I don't miss those. VNA shipping book three, very happy with where that one goes. And it blends well with GRPC and with almost superheroes. Everything starts to blend together. And I had some new ideas on what to do with almost superheroes because in almost superheroes, 
I forgot that in book two I mentioned the GR, the GCP, the Galactic Central Point. Change is something that I needed to do in the subsequent books because I didn't, I'd forgotten I had mentioned that. Could I go back and remove it? I could, but it belongs there. Reading through, it's like, okay, this, this does need to stay, but I've got big plans for the GCP and where it's headed. It's going to be fun. It's going to be a fun ride. And all of this leads into the military sci-fi. What was going to be a trilogy, it's now going to be four books. So this can be a 16-book collection. Four, 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 16. It's going to be... It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm excited to get these books done. And I'm excited that now I'm stepping back and taking a breath. Because what I want to do now is write at least two short stories a month. Because I'm releasing two short stories a month. I should write two short stories a month. And a book every other month. So that way content keeps rolling out. Again the biggest challenge I've always had is consistency and if I say I'm going to do this and then I fail I know people are going to be like whatever done with him I don't want that I want to make sure that when I get my schedule set up everything happens that said I'm going to be going wide with everything I'm going to pull all my books that are currently in Kindle Unlimited out and I'm going to release wide. I understand that Kindle Unlimited will allow people who are signed up for Kindle Unlimited to read the books through Kindle Unlimited. I think that's great. The issue is getting the content pumped out in a rapid fashion combined with the fact that if I want to do something else with those books I want the freedom to be able to do that. I'm most likely going to be doing the audio and releasing that through my website as well as releasing it through the YouTube channel. That way if you want to listen to the audiobooks, I'll have them out there for free. If you want to support me, you can come and buy the book. I'll always have the links for the books in the descriptions of all the books that I'm publishing. That's where my head has been at this week. Um, I'm feeling significantly better today than I did yesterday. Yesterday, I don't know if it was the weather, if it was the shot, whatever. I was just, I was feeling really run down and just, I wanted to sit down and record, but my brain just, I, I couldn't focus. I couldn't focus on anything and I didn't want to sit down in front of the computer for another length of time. This evening, I almost didn't sit down in front of the computer again because I wanted to, you know, take that step back. All the editing is done. All the cleanup is done. I'm good there. So I'm ready for next week to begin with the blurbs and the sales copy, ad copy, whatever we're going to call it, and begin writing introductions to all short stories. That part, I think, is going to be a lot of fun. My favorite daughter is going to be getting the book covers done. She's going to be starting a new job. I'm very excited. She's got her first real job, full-time position, junior graphic designer. She's going to do wonderful. She's going to blow them away. She'll be rich in no time. At any rate, tonight I just wanted to sit down and relax. I watched a little bit of news, decided, no, I really don't feel like watching the news. So I watched The Curse of Oak Island. 
If you haven't watched The Curse of Oak Island and you're curious about a different kind of reality show, I realize there's tons of reality shows out there. The Curse of Oak Island does, as far as I recall, it's on Netflix and there's many, many seasons. Here's why I would recommend The Curse of Oak Island. It's a reality show, but it's a buddy show. It's a team show. If you look at the Avengers, how the Avengers will do something, they'll split up into pairs and teams. Look at the all the Avengers movies, how all these different movies came together into one big movie, and all these little moving parts would happen. This season, well, to an extent last season, but more so this season, you have teams working on different parts of the island and you have different people interchanging between those different parts and it's fascinating to keep it all together slowly over the seasons you've learned who all these individuals are who are exploring oak island and what they're doing there and what they're looking for this season beyond every other season to me has been the most fascinating because of the discoveries they're making but also fascinating because everybody now has their piece that they're working on and their section. And like I said, you have a couple of people that will go from team to team and they'll all get together and have a big meeting. They'll have trips where they'll go off and do something and the individuals that go off and take care of that. It really is fascinating watching it as a writer because of the way that all that ties together. I realize it's efficient to have people working in that one area and doing their one thing and people in that other area doing their thing. But there's been more people every season that have been added on. And it's a huge operation now that they're running over there on that island. And it's, I love it. I, I can't wait for... This season is going to end soon. I know that because when you watch the show, you can tell by the weather. It's starting to get foggy. It's starting to get cloudy. It's starting to get dark they're going to have to end soon and it's so frustrating because of where they're at but that's what draws you into the next season because they are so freaking close to finding something big i know i don't know but i don't believe that they planned it in this fashion i don't think they thought this was going to go on as long as it did the first if you do go back and watch the first three or four seasons there's a lot of conspiracy theory type of stuff and some of it's interesting some of it is like this should just be on the history channel with ancient aliens it's really wackadoodle kind of stuff but as they've progressed they've really parsed who they're getting information from and the information that they're getting and it makes a lot more sense as they're moving forward they've gotten better experts they've gotten better documentation and it, it all starts to tie together very nicely they've also done a better job of the storytelling beyond that they're just finding more interesting things before in the first couple of seasons it was like oh oh i think i saw this i think i saw that and a lot of people might have started watching it and gotten very frustrated with that because it was like oh, come on they're not really finding anything they found the bits of wood whoop they found a nail oh my but what's kept me watching over the years is the fact that those little things they keep finding are becoming more frequent and more interesting and more historic they're becoming more ancient the things that they're discovering they're finding stuff that could potentially be from the 14 1500s anyway 
enough about what's going on in Oak Island. I just watched the episode before I sat down, so all rattling around in my head. But anyway, it's fascinating to watch a show like that again to see how it's grown as a show and how the teams have grown together as one big team and as separate units and how the show will follow what each group is doing. And as I said, that ties into writing. When you're working on space opera, you have a team, but they're all pairing off or three, four going off and doing one thing and you're splitting people apart and you're dividing them to go do other things. This is just a natural progression with space opera is you can have one person in a space opera doing one thing and that's fine. But for the most part, space operas like Guardians of the Galaxy, you've got a whole conglomerate of people doing a whole slew of different things and you need to follow all these different storylines that's what keeps people coming back to space opera is all the different intertwined storylines that twist and tangle together and weave this beautiful tapestry and you get done you're like how do you do that <laughs> that's what i enjoy about space opera at any rate i didn't mean to talk quite this long this evening i do want to say that i'm feeling better i'm more relaxed with the timeline that i've come up with I'm not ready to release the scheduling of what I'm going to do yet, but let's just say things are things are coming. Publications are going to happen. Again, going wide. That's that's the biggest thing to take out of this is that I'm going to go wide. This has been Five a Day with Jay. I've been Jay. You've been awesome. Until next time.